Should I rent or should I buy? This is a question that most of us will have to answer at some point or the other in our lives. So today on Intentional Randomness, I sit down with my lovely husband. Yes, I finally got him on the show. And our lovely family friends to talk about mortgages, the pros and the cons, what you should consider before taking one, if it is something for you or not. I hope you enjoy. Happy listening. Hello, everyone. This is Bobby on Intentional Randomness. And today we are tackling a topic that is, hmm, what shall I say? Well, you'll find out. And today with me, I have um, my lovely husband that I finally managed to push <laughs> to talk with me on this podcast. And you'll find out why I agreed to do this one. And then I have some very lovely friends. They are friends that we're doing life together here in Sweden. And they are experts in this because they've made it their life, um, well, I say life passion to see that many people get on this, on this wagon. So you get to know them. Um, welcome with me. Uh, my husband, his name is Oluinka. Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> and I have um, Dotu and Suki Ogukomi. Would you like to say hello to our listeners? Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> this is very interesting that we're doing it this is a topic this is something we've talked about at a lot of dinner tables lunch hangouts and then finally we're doing this here yeah. uh, today we are tackling the issue of mortgage you know a lot of people are like i want to leave mortgage free and some of us are like yeah let's go get one and then we jump and we we we, we increase the mortgage sometimes so today i just want to um help people out there that are like considering it or are in it and they didn't really, like maybe don't fully grasp what they're in um yeah so what would you say what's your what's your experience <laughs> with mortgage do you think that this is something that many people get or um would you say it's something that you that you need to understand before you go into it Datu and, and Tuki, feel free to. Yeah, well, well, I guess many people are quite afraid of the unknown. Uh, I think that's probably the problem. Uh, you don't know what it is, and because you're not informed, you feel like it's scary and it's something not to be touched with a one foot pole. Uh, and, and then so people go about with. Uh, uh, wrong assumptions about what a mortgage is uh, but otherwise it's a really good thing uh, to have uh, if properly used so yeah uh, get your facts right and then uh, be careful that's it yeah so um Suki, yeah you wanted to say yeah, something i was gonna say that it, it, the fear of the unknown is what causes people not to like what that, that's what makes people skeptical of going into the mortgage or this the world of mortgage if we can say mm. that. yeah yeah so I, I want to backtrack a little bit many people be like a mortgage why do i need one and I'm, I'm now we're coming from the aspect that you live in you live in europe probably and even sometimes now in africa it's becoming a thing that uh, people are taking mortgages to own property so the reason why mortgage is something is because it's probably the only way to own the, the easiest way to own property for somebody that is not maybe born into money. Um, and you live, yeah. I, I don't know if you can just go and buy by cash, <laughs> if you have the cash. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Linka, what do you, 
Well, uh, what I have to say about that, uh, if I may agree with everything that has been said so far, yes, I agree. And if I may say, mortgage is something to consider when you look at the Land Use Act. For example, that's what I remember in Nigeria, um, where I got my first mortgage. Mm -hmm. There were issues about getting the right land, mm -hmm. buying authentic land, getting the right papers and all that. Mm. So I would say in such an environment, if you have the means, yeah, mortgage is something you want to consider because the banks are involved and the government is also actively involved. Okay, so yes. so then it's it's safe in that environment. Yes. Okay, yeah. So I, I, the, the question people usually ask is, why a mortgage? Why can't I rent? <laughs> mortgage or rent? Is there a, pon a point in going to get a mortgage when you can rent? <laughs> that sounds probably funny, but yeah, that's a valid question a lot of people have in their, in their mind. When you got your first mortgage, why a mortgage? Why didn't you rent and then save up and, and build your own house? Olinka? Okay, so I lived in Abuja for a while and... That's in Nigeria, right? Yes, in, mm -hmm. in Nigeria, Abuja, mm -hmm. Nigeria. And the rent was too much. Very, okay. very high, I would say. Exorbitant rents. And the landlords did not stop increasing the rent. Like, each time they had to fix something and renovate the house, then the rents went up. Okay. Shut up. So every single year, you just saw that the rents were skyrocketing. And renting was not just the thing for me. Mm -hmm. So that was the understanding I had. I just couldn't stand the high rent. Okay. I just decided, okay, the exact amount I would use to rent a place could fetch me a mortgage, like the deposit for a mortgage. Mm -hmm. So I went for that option. Okay. So now, being that we, we are Nigerians living in Sweden, um, we're going to be maybe going back and forth in those two markets. When is, I know a lot of people in Sweden are like, I, I don't need to get a mortgage. I can just go and rent. I can rent from the from the government and then I own it for life. I can stay there till I die. Dotu and Suki, when would you, what would you say to people who have that thinking <laughs> that, oh, I can rent and then I will have a first-hand contract and I have it for the rest of my life. Why should I get into the mortgage? Um, um, well, depending on which part of Sweden you live in, uh, you, uh, it, it, it's like, I guess we have to put a disclaimer out there. It's, it's not a one-size-fits all type of answers to that question no. uh, but i no. think it, it depends on where exactly you live in sweden or in europe uh, mm. if you live in the larger cities where housing is a challenge then you might want to consider mortgage uh, mortgage or buying a property uh, straight away but if you live uh, in another part of the country where you can easily find houses or apartments to rent then you probably don't have to uh, consider that uh, seriously. Uh, but besides the uh, the question of availability of houses to rent, uh, well, Sweden has a well mature uh, housing market such that you the person who rents an apartment is probably paying uh, probably the same amount, if not more, than uh, what uh, an equivalent person who has decided to buy an apartment and taking a mortgage will pay. So that's uh, that's where I guess the biggest difference is. You uh, get to um, save uh, some more uh, by using your own apartment or your own dwelling uh, to save. That That's, I guess, the, the biggest part. 
And that's okay. what, what that's what I'm gonna jump on as well because it's the saving that you you can't describe how the saving is gonna work when you have a mortgage. When you have a mortgage, you can save because you're paying less in terms of in in terms of how much you're paying back to the bank, how much you you've paid in deposits, and then you get mm -hmm. a tax break as well for mm -hmm. having yeah, a mortgage. And, and at the same time, you you also you you also get to save over time. The money that you're paying for rent, you're not getting anything back. But when you're paying me for mortgage, you you know that a certain a certain part of that money is coming back to you one way or the other. So it's the yeah. the, the biggest argument for mortgage in a place like Sweden. I think we need to put that disclaimer there. In a place mm. like Sweden, the way the mortgage is designed is savings. Yeah, because you 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 you're, you're paying back a re, like repayment for your loan, and it becomes like equity in your property because then the property also increases in value. That if you later decide to sell it, you get like it's like you get a return on your investment that you never get if you're renting. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's also right to um, disclaim there that the property markets don't always go up, uh, but on the long run they always go up. So. Uh, I know many people have talked about the fact that, oh, yeah, if you buy an apartment, then the property values will go up. And, you know, people go into that with a very short term agenda and then get disappointed because the prices crash. So, uh, yeah, investing in your own mortgage or in, in your own apartment is a good thing. But you have to uh, understand that it's a long term thing and long term could be five years. It could be 10 years. It could be way longer than that, but definitely not one to two years. Yeah. OK. Now that you've mentioned about the time aspect, a lot of people are like, no, don't get a mortgage because you're going to be you're going to be stuck for years. It's like you buy something and then you have to be in that particular place for 30 years. I know that, Olinika, you had an experience. Well, <laughs> and I'm going to link this to also the myths, some of the things you've heard people say to discourage um, you getting a mortgage. What 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 were you told, your first mortgage? What, what were some of the things you heard about? You're going to be stuck. You're going to be living in Abuja for the rest of your life, kind of. Well, I wish I could talk about <laughs> other, other aspects of mortgage, like mm. not that, that uh, don't have to do with my experience. But mm. the interesting thing is, if you've done mortgage before, then you always want to refer to your, your experience. personal experience. Mm. And the, the first thing I always remember when I talk about mortgage is, I was uh, told I would be a slave to <laughs> uh, mortgage institutions. Mm -hmm. And you would be there paying them and all that. But th that was not correct. Of course, that's mm. absolutely not correct. Mm. Um, one other thing is people assume you would not have the kind of house you desire to have. For example, if you had bought a land and you have to build, mm. then you could design the house you, the, the way you wanted. Mm -hmm. So they always try to discourage saying, oh, you could as well buy a land. But I come back to that question. Which land is authentic? Can you tell me which land do you consider authentic? Okay, you know? in that so, environment. Yeah, in that environment. Yeah, I'm always referring to that. So there are different ways people look at it. They mm. think about uh, the, the uh, enslavement in quotes mm. that you get yourself into mm. because you have to pay for maybe 30 years or 40 years, depending on the age mm. at which you got the uh, mortgage mm. yeah, through. And then they talk about um, other things like 
Well, I, I, I'll, I'll keep my thoughts for now. Maybe let's see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, the, the aspect of being a slave or being stuck, people think if you get a mortgage, then you're stuck with that property for the next 30 years. But we know that in Sweden, for example, and even in a lot of places, you can, it doesn't mean that you can't sell it or you can't move. Of course, you have to think of the market and if you get your equity back and all of that. But I feel like that aspect of being stuck is really over. It's it's just something that people see as a as a as a hindrance, but it's not really a real hindrance. And I'm I'm saying that because we've we've moved a couple of times, and I know that the Ogunkomi is the Tuasuki. <laughs> You've done that a couple of times. What would you say to people that think that oh, if I buy a place now, then I have to live here for the next twenty years? I think we can start by saying that um, the the property market in Sweden has a particular equity percentage of equity that you can go in with and i think mm. that part is very important to note because in sweden you have to have between 15 percent and 20 percent of the total cost of the house when you're trying mm. to buy it and i feel like yeah. that footing alone makes you go in with with a better ground and you're not stuck with the idea or the myth that oh if you if you if you buy a house, you owe the bank forever, you're stuck with it, the bank can come one day and sell the house if you can't make payments. But but the way Sweden has has, has done it is that you, you come in with a specific equity. You can't just come in and walk into a bank and say, okay, now I want to buy a house, sell me mm. a house. So, so, so you mean you have a stake, right? From the you very first day you move, exactly. you have a stake in the property. Exactly. You have a stake in the property. So you there's a calculation that the bank does with you. So you're not that means that you're gonna be stuck. Maybe maybe in other um mortgage markets, markets. or uh, yeah, yeah, other countries. Maybe yes, it, it could be something that has a, a little bit of truth to it. But in Sweden, mm-hmm. and, and this is our experience, Sweden and maybe a, a little bit of experience from Nigeria as well. You won't be stuck because you're coming in with a, spe- a specific equity. You have a stake in the mm. in the property itself. Mm. Yeah. Um, sorry, if I if I will just add, um, I guess I, I can understand if someone says that uh, you might have a tougher time uh, due to the high interest rates in a place like Nigeria. Uh, but if you're considering uh, a place like Sweden. We really, really low interest rates. Then um, there, there is very little not to like in uh, getting a property. But of course, it is always a risk. Any financial investment is a risk, and you are supposed to do your uh, due diligence. Uh, by the end of the day, uh, m- many of the things that people give us excuses uh, don't really hold water. Uh, I think another myth that makes people feel that way is, uh, I think it's uh, much more cultural uh, because if you consider uh, a background like Nigeria, uh, people buy houses and they never sell uh, sell them. Uh, the buy, yeah. Uh, whereas when you look at uh, Europe or you look at other Western uh, civilizations, uh, people buy houses and then when the time is right, uh, they sell them. So if you want to buy a house or you want to get into owning property, uh, don't start with the idea that I'm going to buy or build my retirement home 
right of style. No, you, you because the people who are buying and who own the really expensive or really nice houses didn't start didn't buy buying building them <laughs> from scratch. They have gone through a couple of uh, movements. And I think that's probably the biggest difference between the housing markets in Europe and in a place like Nigeria, where most people build their first house and live in it till, uh, yeah, till the end. Yeah, I'm coming to a question there, but Linka, you wanted to say something. Okay, so, so back to my thoughts that I suspended before. Okay. Um, one of the myths that I remember that I encountered a lot was that people were discouraging me or discouraged other people around me based on the fact that the properties were not ready. They only saw plans, they only saw flyers, they only saw descriptions, 3D mm -hmm. uh, drawings and things like that. And the question was, why are you paying for something you've not seen? So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's one major thing that I remember. And the second thing that I remember again, uh, this time again, is... They talked about the distance where those projects were, like where the, the land was, where the project was about to be started. Uh -huh. So it's obvious that most projects, mm -hmm. most new buildings or most are not, modern, in the yeah, of town. are not in the heart of town. So if you're not willing to take that step a little bit out of the center of the city or the, mm -hmm. the town, yeah, you, you might just find yourself paying excessively. Okay. To so own a property. That brings me to the question I was going to ask when Dotu was mentioning that. It, like back in some cultures people are used to like i build my house and i live here for life and here people change sometimes so the question then is what should you buy first where should you if you want to buy your first house should you be dreaming of that big dream house with i don't know how many rooms how many bathrooms and all of these things what would you say is a good way to start and i want you to link it to i want you all to link it to income because you know what where i would start as a maybe a fresh graduate is probably different from somebody who is going to mortgage after being having worked for many years what would you say one should think about when they want to buy their first house what should they buy first uh, if i can start uh, i think a very a, a very good yardstick is to buy something that will not be much more expensive than uh, what you are currently paying for rent um, so uh, down payment or your equity uh, aside, the monthly payments should be uh, slightly lesser or just equal to what you're really paying for right now. And that way you will be comfortable. You won't have uh, a sudden increase uh, in uh, your expenses. That, that's what I will say. And I would say that it's okay to have that dream of the 10-room house that you want. You can have the poster up on your fridge or something that shows, <laughs> that shows where you're going to. But like Dutton said, you have to start from somewhere. You have to look at your finances. You can you look at what you can afford. Talk to your bank advisors that can help you go through how much am I earning, how much can I put us down payments, how much do I have in savings? Because that's important as well. Then you can say, okay, maybe I can start with a studio apartment and I can start with a two bedroom. I can then, uh, so you you kind of have a plan towards your 10 room house, but you start from what your salary can afford. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. And I'm going to put you guys on a, on, on, on a spot right now. Share your experience a little bit. You don't have to go into details of where you started from and where you, you are. Just so that our listeners can get an idea of what we mean when we say start. You, can, you, you might have to start small, but you keep the dream alive. Mm. You know, we've had those stories. I, we, I know the stories, but I would just, just share a little bit. <laughs> and we have our stories. Maybe I'll share a little bit of that. Okay, to, to make it uh, quite simple, we have uh, been in the housing market now for the past 10 years, I think, uh, in Sweden. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it started exactly 10 years ago. Uh, we were living in uh, we're living in an apartment where we fortunately had a first hand contract, uh, mm-hmm. and just down the street we just saw that um, one of the builders in Sweden was going to build there. And we were quite curious, and I guess it was the curiosity that made us uh, show interest. At the end of the day, we got to buy uh, a two bedroom apartments in that uh, project. Of course, we were quite adventurous. We didn't have a clear plan. Uh, we were really new to the housing market. Uh, we didn't really have the uh, benefit of people like us talking now to advise us. Uh, so it was mostly negative. Yeah. But anyways, we went for it. Uh, but th- those two bedroom, uh, that two bedroom apartment. And then... Was it a two bedroom? Yes, though, it was a two bedroom yeah. apartment. Mm-hmm. Even though the second, even okay. though the second bedroom uh, <laughs> was, like <a> <laughs> was pretty small, because I'm wondering if it's those ones you call after. Yeah. No, 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 it, no, was, it, it, was, it was a full one, but it was two bedroom. Uh, <laughs> and so we got that, and in the course of time, we started getting. Uh, well, we, we got more information. Got properly educated about housing and from there we bought a house uh, that was now I can't remember I think it was about four uh, four or five uh, four bedrooms uh, but oh. it was further out of the city uh, so uh-huh. so um, because when we bought the apartment we really put ourselves through a stress test we had uh, mm. increased our equity in the house so it was quite easy to just sell with a good a reasonable profit and we were able to buy the house that we did uh, of course we mm. had to sacrifice going back to the point that Yinka was made, making earlier we had to move further out of the city which most people might mm. not want to do but because we had mm. a vision of where we were going uh, we were able to sell move to that area and then um, I think about after four, four and a half years, we decided to move back towards the city, and we were still able to buy a house with, uh, yeah, uh, three, four bedrooms. Uh, so yeah. it, it's just to flash back when we were living in our two-bedroom uh, ap- apartment that is really not too far from this area. We couldn't have ever imagined that we'll be able to afford uh, a four-bedroom house uh, where we're living right mm. now. But we have only been able to achieve mm. that because we took the first bold step and then mm-hmm. decided to buy the next place. Uh, and then now we're at our third place, which we are totally mm-hmm. enjoying. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. You know, I'm a, mer- I'm a math nerd. I'm just going to ask, I'm not going to ask the figures, but I'm going to ask in percentages. If you look at where you started from 
and the house you live now, would you say, is it the price of that one and the price of the new one? How many times? I just want to <laughs> no. give our, our listeners <laughs> an idea that you can start small and you can go higher. In terms of percentages, this new house is it times three of the small one. I would give our figures as well, just so people can get an idea of you can start more and really within a short time, 10 years, maybe in some markets, be able to afford something way more than you can dream of, like you're saying, because the property increases in value of itself because the market enables it. Yeah, I think that the present house, it's it's like five times the first apartment in terms of hmm. um uh, yeah it's about five times yeah in terms of value. value yeah it's about five times that and and then wow. i feel like where the e- equity came from to buy this present house is was the previous house that was Massive. outside of the city because that house was large hmm. enough although it was outside of the city we got very good um Value, value. For, yeah, when, when we sold, sold it. Yeah. So that mm. our equity from the beginning just doubled just by selling, mm. just by selling that yeah. house. Uh, uh, just, just to buttress, mm. I, I think what is also important to note in this is the uh, time aspect it has taken, uh, it took mm. less than 10 years. Mm. Uh, I think it took mm. approximately, uh, like, if I'm correct, seven years. Mm from when we got the first one to when we got the uh, third and current one. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yes, uh, while you might look like a long time, uh, when you're talking, it's it's not not so so long. long. And when you're talking to most people, yeah, I'm not really interested in buying. And you keep paying rent and rent and rent. Uh, Well, after seven years, you've paid a whole lot of rent to someone else. You've not received anything for it. but if you decide to buy and if the conditions are right then right. Uh, you'll be much better off uh, after those uh, couple of years yeah and yeah and, and that is very similar to our, our own experience as well right mm-hmm. Olinka, because our first apartment we went out of the city where we're living we went like two hours one like, hour 15 minutes almost so. yeah one hour 15 minutes away from our friends from the people that we knew but it was where we could afford then and then by the time we were ready to leave and, and sell it and move here the house itself increased of its own self the value had increased and we were able to now move back to where we wanted to be mm-hmm. and i would say for us it was almost like five times in value by the time we 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 moved yeah so this is just to give an idea that yeah, you can start small in a small cubicle. I mean, we started with two two rooms. This is a bedroom. No, this no, is no, your sitting room and your and your bedroom. <laughs> because we had our first child in that house, you know. Mm. We had, I mean, and then we now we have like many rooms. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's a process, and it, it's not always easy. It's 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 a process. Um. If this wasn't a podcast, I would like to have a board and write the numbers so that people can really get the difference and you can take your own decisions as you as you see fit. Um, we know that buying a mortgage in Sweden, for example, you need that you need that initial deposit. And most times that is where people are struggling. How do you, I come into the market? How do I come into the market? What's your 
best tips. Now, Suki, I'm going to ask you because I know what you've told stories of what you had to do to meet up with the deputy where you had the dream that, oh, let's buy that house and put it down there. Do you want to share some of the, your, your nap, the saints, your tips of how to get the I deposit? I mean, when you do decide to, to, um, to buy a, a house or an apartment, you need to have a plan. Uh, yeah, you can. Mm. I can say that enough. You need to have a plan. You need to look at your finances and see how much you can save, and and mm. you add extra on to, on top of that savings, if I can say that. Because if if you can save, for mm. instance, if you can save five thousand Swedish crowns, you have to look for a way to make that eight thousand Swedish crowns. That you start by. Mm checking if you can buy stuff in cheaper cheaper stores other than expensive places you have to reduce the amount of time you eat out with your friends you have to start taking lunch boxes to work (laughs) (laughs) instead of eating out at work (laughs) you have to maybe cycle a bit more instead of taking uber or like taking public transport (laughs) i mean you have to walk a little bit more you have to eat more home cooked food i Mm. mean you have you Mm. can buy clothes for those for for that period of time you're trying to save i mean savings is the is the best way and you as a family or what if it's just one person buying it you know how you can save you know um what what the what mm. capacity you have to save every month and you need to write that goals mm. I, I that's why I, st- I started with it's okay to have that dream of 10 those that 10 room house have it as a goal and then you, mm. you take a step every month one so you need a spreadsheet i think of what is coming in <laughs> and what is going out and how it is going out because if you can't see it in black and white Mm. it's hard to say oh this came in i spent this you need to see what does my transport cost what does food cost okay where can i cut a little bit money to save for the because it's just for a short while Mm. after that one year or two years Mm. that you save you can go back to spending a little bit more (laughs) when you've reached your goals yeah that's true I would love to go into something that is very particular with with the Swedish market and maybe some of our listeners, they struggle with that part. The build, this build evening, what we call the, I don't even, what's the English word for build evening? Yeah, placing beads. Yeah, that's when you place beads on the houses because a lot of other markets you have an asking price and then people, you, you, you want to buy, you give the asking price and they take it. But in Sweden, the price that you see on Mnet or on these on Bulia on all the sites that that the houses are advertised is not it's not always the price you end up with. And I know we can't really go into details because it, it's another topic on its own. What would you say to people that feel like ah? But every time I see a house that I think I can afford, then it gets so expensive. it gets so expensive that it goes outside my 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 range. Um, yeah. So the the very simple answer is. Uh, that um, if you see, an, well, you, you have to start by having a good understanding of the housing market. And like you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, in other countries, you always try, you bid lower 
than the asking price. In Sweden, you bid higher than the asking price. Uh, so if you understand that, then you need to, uh, before you start looking at houses, just like Suki was saying before, you need to know uh, what your budget is. How much can I afford? And then based on that amount, mm. you probably will deduct, I don't know, it, it, depending on where it is. But if you are picking a place like Stockholm where uh, bidding can span between uh, probably two, uh, 250K uh, up to, in some extreme cases, up to 2 million above asking price. So it, you pretty much need to have a margin on top of, uh what you will consider what your likely apartment or house is going to cost so just to make it practical if you see if you know that you can only afford to buy an apartment that costs two million then you ideally should be looking at apartments mm. that cost 1.5 uh so that even yeah. if you really like the apartment and the bidding stats uh you will not lose out when it gets close to two million uh, and the effect of that is that if you want to buy and you know you can afford two million and you look at that and you see that okay i have to start at 1.5 then you have to come to terms with the fact that okay, I will not get a three-bedroom apartment or I will not get a two-bedroom apartment for that price. I will be fine with that one-bedroom or two-bedroom apartment. Then you will be able to mm. go through the process. Otherwise, it's going to result in what mm. you just said, where people come into the beating process with the mindset that, oh, yeah, I just hope that nobody else is going to show interest and I'm going to get it. Or my maximum. No, that's not going to happen. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, another another thing that I know that I know. No, I was going to say, say that another way to come into the market if if um, if you feel like you, they keep bidding more than than you can afford is new new production houses. The, yeah, the, the, that was where I was going. This is the good part of cities in Sweden. I don't know if any other country, but Gothenburg. I mean, it's the same in Nigeria because those people that were telling Olu and Kyle yeah. are buying from drawings. It's yeah. it's almost like it's you have a drawing. That's all exactly. You have there there are lots of. It might not be your choice area. It may not be the perfect place that you want. But you are if you're going for a new newly built house or apartment you are rest assured that the price is not going to change. This is the price. This is what you get. Mm. This is what you see. And in some cases, it could be yeah. a good idea because you get to you get to influence what's, what's in the house or apartment. You get to pick colors. You get, mm. get to pick how yeah. the floor would look, how the walls would look. So, yeah, that's another way to come into the market if you feel like bidding process is getting really stressful. Yeah, and, and that is one way that gives that allows you to plan because this is something yeah. that we we've all done. Those are all of us that are here. That um, when you buy a new when you when you buy on drawing or a new something that is being built, a new project, mm, yeah, you have yeah, time yeah, to right. save. You know when the house is going to be ready. You can plan your savings. You can. It's easier on the spreadsheet. You can you can plan one and a half years. My house is going to be ready, so I need to save one fifty. 150,000 in, in, in 15 months, mm. so it's 10,000 every month, you know, mm. you can do the math easily mm -hmm. when you do that. 
I'm going to throw this question in and probably it's going to be the last one. Um, if a couple wants to buy a house or want, they want to take the mortgage route, do they need to have a common <laughs> purse? Like, do they need to like... <laughs> <laughs> because that's something that some people probably think i don't want to buy i don't know how it's going to be like for us um yeah well i can yeah. i can start um so um ha- buying properties one of the most stressful things uh, that you can subject your relationship <laughs> to uh, <laughs> so it's important to know that and uh, so if you if you are aware that buying a house is really stressful on a relationship, then it's always good to go into the process uh, with a very open mind, with full disclosure. Uh, and there's nothing as good as um, uh, f- full disclosure in its best form is if you have a joint account, at least for the building uh, or for the project. So um, I... I we we have we have always had a joint uh, joint accounts in that sense, um, and I think that has made it really really uh, helpful. I, I couldn't uh, I don't think it would have worked otherwise. So um, yeah, I'll highly recommend that. Another thing is that in Sweden mm. you can't. No. I mean, a couple can buy a house without the other one knowing. <laughs> Uh, what amount is coming in mm-hmm. or how um, the finances of the other person looks because like every other country but mm-hmm. in Sweden they do a joint background check on your finances so they check your, your mm-hmm. salaries they check yeah. your taxes they check your uh, credit score so they check a lot they check a lot of things and they, the bank does it together so there's no way you can hide from the other person mm-hmm. if you're trying to buy a house if Mm. And I mean, talking about all the like we've done this, you've done this. We 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 all know that it just works better when when both yeah. of you are working towards that goal <laughs> to make it come to pass. And I know that you guys will come back and we'll talk basically on this topic <laughs> of common purse because a lot of people are we have different. It's like mortgage. People have different ideas about what it is and how it looks like and how it should look like and why yeah. they can't do it and why they want to do it. So that would be an interesting topic to <laughs> to talk about <laughs> finances. Um, yeah, but it's been really nice talking to you and just sharing about your experience with Mortgage. And I would like to say to our listeners, if you have any questions, you can feel free to get in touch with with us and uh, get in touch with me. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you, darling, for, for finally agreeing <laughs> to. For having well, us. I didn't speak, I didn't speak much, but thank you. You did It's been our pleasure. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. If you've enjoyed listening to that conversation and you found it useful, don't forget to click that follow button on your podcast app so that you don't miss any new episodes so you can get notifications when new episodes are released. Our Instagram handle is Intentional Randomness. Like, comment, and share. Share with your family, share with your friends, share with your loved ones, and make sure they're also on Intentional Randomness. To contact us via email, yeah, we finally got an email address. Send your message to intentionalrandomnessfeedback at gmail.com. 
intentionatrandomnessfeedback at gmail.com. All three words together. Finally, my lovely husband is making videos for my podcasts so you can now find us on youtube we will be putting snippets from the show on our channel our channel is also called intentional randomness so make sure to subscribe and leave a message comment and tell your friends about it until i come your way again it's bobby do have a blessed weekend